Okay, hello, this is Rob Bartenstein, CEO of Kestra Private Wealth Services. Welcome to another episode of Kestra PWS Out Loud. I'm joined by my partner and COO of Kestra Private Wealth Services, Scott Wilson. Welcome, Scott. Thanks. Good to see you. Um, the last time you and I were together, we talked about what, um, well, we talked about kind of the business, right? And, and what was working because you and I, in our day-to-day -day lives, we spend a lot of time talking about what's not working, right? And what we need to do to fix the experience or augment the experience for our advisors. And I thought the last conversation was really productive. And we, now when we go around the country and meet people, very often they're saying to us like, oh yeah, I, I, I feel like I know you guys because I watch your podcasts, I read your blogs, you know. I, um, so I feel like we did a pretty good job on the last one. This time, instead of talking about that, I want to talk about what's changed, you know, because it occurs to me that um, looking back, which is, you know, kind of what our weekend, our week here is, is about, we've been doing this for a long time and all of a sudden we're kind of old, you know, and, and maybe we're not old in the literal sense, but we're old in the business sense, having a decade plus under our belts doing this, doing this uh, independent thing. And, um, a lot's changed, right? Um, so I wanna, I wanna hit on that and talk about that a little more in depth because I think there's some really exciting stuff that you and I both have identified as, as interesting. But let's, let's start, let's just talk a little bit about 2022 in kind of a recap fashion and catch everybody up on you know, where we are. Thanks, Robbie. It certainly has, a lot has changed. You know, colored my hair for, <laughs> uh, for one of those. But I'm right behind you. Well, yeah. at least you have hair. Well, anyway, yeah, 2022 was a blur. It was it was a busy year, um, a great year, a record year for us. But it, it certainly um, there was a lot to talk about. I, you know, we uh, opened up ten new offices last year, which yeah. was a record for us. Um, five new firms came on uh, across the country. Uh, we tucked in two new firms within an existing DBA, uh, one in Boston, yeah. uh, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, and we also have three other advisors um, take open offices in existing branches. So that was a lot. 21 new total advisors last year, um, 11 new support staff, a, a total of 32 people, which, you know, we're currently at 150 and growing in yeah. terms of headcount. So that was a big year for us. And it, uh, it was a lot of fun. And certainly this year's already started out. We, we had somebody join last week. And it looks like we're going to have a real busy uh, March and April. So yeah. uh, it's been great. I think it's. I think what's great about it is too that, you know, yeah, we're growing. Um, we're we're growing at a reasonable pace. But you and I and the team are so focused on making sure that we're bringing the right people in. And I think we've gotten pretty good at finding ways to say no to people that doesn't come off as, um, you know, completely rude. But when there's not a fit, we're we're. I think we're at a stage of our development now where we're disciplined enough to say, you know, it's just not a fit, you know, and, and that's okay. And, and we move on. Um, you know, again, going back to kind of when you and I first started in the independent side of things, it feels to me as I look back on it, like, you know, there were a couple, maybe three sort of big players. Um, but as it relates to the independent space and wirehouse advisors, when you and I came on the scene, it was kind of like a cottage industry, you know. I mean, there there was a little bit going on, but nowhere near what it what it's like today. Um, we've really seen that that evolution take place. So going back to you know 2011, and what's crazy is when you think about 
the revolving door of, of competitors, of personalities, of people across this space that you and I are in. And it's so much bigger now than it was then. I look at it sometimes and go, I can't, I don't even know how we got here. I don't know how we're still here, you know? Yeah, we were a little early. That, that's for sure. I, that is I true. mean, you know, it's a lot has changed. I mean, you, uh, it's great being at these conferences and seeing firms that have been here for 11, 12 years, yeah. you know, and yeah. there is a big difference. Um, you know, I was golfing yesterday with Todd Adams. Todd's been with us eight years in Salt Lake City, and he just sold his practice to one of his partners. And, you know, it was pretty cool watching Todd talk about watching private wealth grow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and he's certainly seen a good part of that. Yeah, he has. And, you know, in the most recent last three or four years um, when we've you know doubled the firm, um, the business has changed and the way that we run the business has certainly changed. Kestra as a whole, um, you know, it continues to be a much bigger player in the space. But as you said, we were early. Yeah. And, you know, now the industry is definitely moving towards us and what we had built, which is really rewarding. And, you know, we continue to sort of tweak the the platform to make sure we're, we're moving with the industry as well. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I remember you and I were still at Morgan Stanley when Mike Durbin left to go to Fidelity. And the whole firm was like, wait, Durbin left? And then it was, wait, he went to where? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he went to Fidelity. Who goes to Fidelity, right. right? And he was, for me at least, and probably for you too, he was kind of the first name guy to make that move. And it all of a sudden started making us all think like, okay, what's going on over here? Because if Mike thinks there's something going on over there, there's something going on over there, right? And then and then now it, it's been almost so common, like Dave David Canner left Fidelity to come run Blue Spring here at, at Kestra, one of our partner firms. And you know the the industry is kind of like, well, yeah. I mean, that's what people do, right? It's it's not anymore. It's not so much moving from one big firm to another. It seems that people are more and more interested in the entrepreneurial space and wanting to get somewhere where they can, you know, they can make a difference. And you and I have always talked about that. That as an advisor and as somebody that helps to build this business every day, everything that you do here actually matters. You know, our our partners in the home office in Austin our team between San Diego and Austin and, and the advisors and their staffs around the country. In this space, what you do every day genuinely matters. Like you're not just some cog in the wheel. You're not kind of lost in the jet wash of, of being in a big firm where, you know, you make a mistake or somebody else makes a mistake. It's like nobody can even tell. It's the yeah. deck, deck chair off the Titanic. But I think that's the fulfilling element in, in uh, so many cases that people are really looking for when they when they are looking at the space and wanting to be a part of it because they can tell they can like they can feel it that that entrepreneurial spirit is is really here and I was just having this conversation um, the other day with somebody we were talking about it's okay we almost forget that you know we're all kind of in this and we're all wired I think to pursue personal and professional satisfaction you know and when we grew up in the wirehouse space in the early days you could do that I think and then. Some, somehow that just got lost in through the evolution of those firms. And now you've got people looking at this space much more broadly and saying, that's the place where I can go and, and make a difference. Yeah, and it's, so it's exciting. Well, I, I mean, when you look at, just look at Kestra and the capital partners that we have with yeah. Robert Pincus and Oak Hill. I mean, that is, those are two great partners. And I think if you have the right partners yeah. and you got the right people that, you know, other advisors can trust. It really comes down to 
advisors have wanted to go independent for a long time. Prior, there wasn't um, much differential or reason for them to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, you know, with the extra capital, with the, the leaders and executives that have left the wirehouse and really replicated many of the services, um, it's easier to accomplish, you know, servicing high network clients. You know, we started the business, think about it. We'd open up hubs with three or four firms, and these are smaller firms. And that's what we did to make the system work yeah. back in the early 2011 through 14. Then we moved to larger firms that wanted to have their own branch. Little uneasy at times, bigger footprint, more risk from more a real estate perspective. Risk, yep. And now we're to a point where we're getting larger firms that want to open multiple branches with their friends in a yeah. little mini regional area. This is so That's exciting. fun. This know? is the most exciting thing. I mean, and I'm glad we're getting to this because I don't, you know, we don't have a ton of time today, but this part of the evolution of the business in terms of what has changed to, to, to me and, and I know to you is the most exciting piece of the pie, right? Or the puzzle. It's, it's people coming out not very long ago. I want to get out of here with or without my assistant in many cases. Then it became, we want to get out of here with or without our assistant. Then it became, we all want to get out of here together with our assistant. And now it's, I want to get out and build a real firm, right? I want to have the brand and the logo and the look and feel and the brand experience, but I also want to have multiple offices, big geography, um, you know, that, that, that sort of like levels of ownership and all the things that go into that. And that to me, that is the, the coolest thing that's going on in this space right now. I mean, if you look back in the last three years, we maybe, maybe four years ago, we might've done one addition, right? And then three years ago, we did maybe two. Then it was four or five. Then it was six or seven. And this year, you know, who knows? But we've evolved from just helping firms do that to helping firms, in effect, like you mentioned, you know, bolt on almost entirely new firms to their firm. Well, I think what's going on, I mean, the beauty of this is advisors really don't want to build out a bunch of employees and manage and build this huge infrastructure. Right. The beauty of our platform, which, you know, unintendedly, 12 years ago, we weren't sure exactly how it would play out. Right. But, right. you know, nobody really wants to run three or four offices with multiple locations, with real estate, technology, vendors, employees, office managers. And that's that's expensive. Yeah. No one wants to be their own HR department. Nobody wants to build out a new account division with marketing and compliance right. and all the things that we do. Right. I think that's the beauty of it is we can help them with our expertise structure that. We can help them scale it with our you know resources as a firm. We're big yeah. enough to have the capital and the pricing with our partners to really get it done. And we can ask them to stop, say, I wouldn't go down that direction right, right. now. And and it's working. And and I think advisors are having a lot of fun. I mean, they smile, they're it's extending their shelf life as an advisor, right. which is cool to see. And they're able to balance work and life much better because their offices are closer to their homes. Yeah. Their children are coming into the business with them. Yeah. Right? Nobody says I want to work in my downtown office. No. Right. I mean, that just never happens. I mean, I, it, it, it's it's really working from that perspective. And look at how many kids, children we have oh, I mean, coming to the business. The father too. and son teams are just adding up. I mean, I, I was thinking about it from, you know, the multiple office um, 
examples that we have. I mean, California Wealth in California, obviously, two firm acquisitions, mm -hmm. right, under their belt, plus some additions, multiple offices. Utah elevated multiple offices through that valley all the way down. Um, Providence, Rhode Island and Boston, Virginia Beach and Richmond and the Eastern Shore, Boca. You know what I mean? Like we're, it's just, it's just a, you can see how this evolution is, is really coming, coming on strong. And it's such a cool thing to watch because, you know, what, what we always used to talk about was, well, look at your book of business. Who are the most, who are the most successful people you have in your book? They're business owners, right? They either own the business or used to own the business and sold it. Well, we always wanted to give advisors the opportunity to own the business, right? Mm -hmm. To be the equity owners. I don't even think that you and I were, were bold enough to, to look too far ahead and say, we can actually help people build, you know, regional presence. That's, that's been an evolution that really, frankly, I think advisors have helped us get to. Yeah. And now when you look at it, it's, it's such a cool evolution because when you start talking about the equity value of, of these sorts of firms, it's, it pales in comparison to the you know, me and my partner, like you and I would have done 11, 12 years ago, me and my partner getting out. That, that's great, but now you've got these opportunities with our support, our capital, and our infrastructure, and all the other things that you just mentioned to build something huge of meaningful value and lasting value. And what's cool about that too, you know, we're gonna bring out and have a, help a firm break in three different states, right? Mm -hmm. COVID changed. That's incredible. I mean, well, COVID changed a lot because think about it. One of those partners traveled south, right? Yeah. And ultimately, you know, from a lifestyle perspective, was later in the career and decided um, he wanted to, you know, stay around down south longer than he used to. And COVID allowed him to do that with technology. And our technology and infrastructure allows you to work remotely. And we can open up a small branch and, and accommodate that. And then you bring on other partners that ultimately, whatever happened through COVID, um, work for their spouse, their children moved to another area. People really came together, built different types of businesses. And now that we're through COVID, we're flexible. Like yeah. we're able to say, what do you want to do? Let us help you build it the yeah. way you want within the economic framework we have. And again, I come back to it takes a lot of capital and infrastructure and people to do that. And I think we're with our partnership and with the the folks we have on our platform, I think we're able to facilitate the build out. Yeah. You know, the wiring, the vendors, all the technology. We have a great custodian. We've brought on, um, you know, look at the growth in the home office with the amount of people to service uh, the, the growth of advisors. Yep. So. Well, and, and yeah, and you think about this, you could do all this on your own, like we always talk about with people who maybe have more of a DIY streak. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But you won't get the consistency and that 12 years of track record and experience. Like you and I have made a lot of mistakes, yeah. right? I mean, sometimes I, I wonder, again, like how we got, how we didn't fly this thing to a mountain in the early days. But um, we've made a lot of mistakes and we know what not to do very often, which if you're thinking about going independent, just imagine the amount of time that you spend on trial and error, right? That alone is is something of value that we almost never talk about. But look, I, I want to be um, I want to be respectful of the production crew and our timing here. I want to keep on on schedule for Taylor. So just in the last three minutes or so, um, our platform, the pillars we always talk about: real estate, technology, infrastructure, and compliance. There's a lot there mm -hmm. um, that we've talked about in in various places, and we're not gonna we're not gonna dive into that, but. 
what I thought would be helpful for, for people that are listening is what kind of advice can you give to people who are, who may not affiliate with us, but just in the nature of goodwill and the spirit of goodwill, what's your take on the real estate market right now? Like what are things just be as quick as you can. Yeah, like what are the things you worry about? Yeah. I mean, it's changed. I mean, this is, you know, the COVID in the workforce, um, in certain markets, it's very difficult to get people to get sheetrockers, plumbers, electricians. I mean, yeah. the cost of that stuff's gone up dramatically. So I would just say you've got to be very uh, selective on uh, the property that you choose. Most people are going in the suburbs. They're moving yeah. out, outside of town, as we talked about. We are traditionally in the, uh, the secondary and tertiary markets anyway. We're not in a, a big downtown metro area. But I will tell you, um, you need to be... You need to find a partner that can help you um, accomplish and have the capital and are willing to take a bit more risk on the real estate front because it is a big, it's a big, you know, capital expenditure when yeah. you sign a seven to ten year lease and you're spending one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in lease and you. Put well, and in, you guys spend a lot of time with a very with a variety of landlords too, right? There's we do. super professional REIT type landlords all the way to three doctors that own a building kind of thing, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that can play a big yeah, role. We're doing one right now in a small market where uh, it's an attorney that owns a building. She was comforted that we were signing the lease, right? Yeah, totally. And you know, when advisors leave, they don't have, their LLC will have not been formed. Um, most of the time you can't get a loan to even get the TIs built out. And it takes an institutional landlord to want to upfront, you know, front that money. So look, just, I think you have to be selective. Um, you've got, you know, sometimes you may have to get temporary space and let the market come to you. And That's good. You know, we've we've had people in, in temp space for 12 months. Look at Gary Kimberly in Missoula, Montana, yeah. one of my home, you know, town. He was in temporary space for 12 months until he found the right office that he purchased. And now we are the tenant and, and he's the landlord and he owns the building. So That's exciting. So let, let me leave it there on the real estate because I got one more thing I want to sure. try and hit really, really fast. So. The other big thing that's changed, in my view, is the rate of change in technology. Oh, yeah. So technology will probably always lead the, the, the pace in terms of change. Um, but we have really stepped through the, the initial sort of what do we need? How do we integrate that? How do we pre pre present a tech stack to our advisors who come to us basically saying like, look, don't tell me to go pick what I want, tell me what is working and I should use, sure. right? And so we finally have graduated to that. And then you and your team and the folks in Austin on the tech side have really helped to kind of sew that together. So that cake is baked. And now I think institutionally, Kestra broadly, is really kind of taking that very big next step into the, the evolutionary process of like big league scale to help advisors speed their business up. So just two seconds on that. Because yeah, because and it takes, again, uh, the spend is tremendous to to keep up, but you know how can we build technology? You know, I was talking with Elena Sevakov this morning, and you know how are we able to reduce the number of keystrokes open an account? That's it. Move data around. That's it. I mean, if you talk to the support staff council, their you know comments are help us reduce the paperwork, shrink you know the e-signature stack for clients, less keystrokes fully integrated so things aren't timing out. They're not running in the background. Yep. I don't want to remember multiple login and passwords. And how do we get best of class? There's some tremendous technology out there that is sexy. It sounds attractive and something they want. We would rather build a core technology stack. And again, you bring us 
other technology you want us, we'll approve it from a cyber perspective. It won't be integrated. But I think people appreciate we're going to keep it safe. We're going to make sure that from a regulatory perspective, it meets all the standards. Yep. You can still use it. You won't be fully integrated, but just make sure my core day-to-day -day activities, I'm not replicating data. I make sure my CRM's integrated to the system so we can open accounts, the planning, performance reporting, the quote system, the whole the whole tech stack. Um, and I think that's been the focus. And you know, when it's north of $10 million a year, that yeah. spend is not insignificant. No, not in the least. So well, it's, it's been good. Look, I wish we had more time because um, there's always so much to talk about. But these conferences, as you said, are, are such a great um, pause, if you will, like take a breath and then give us some perspective. Let us look back on the year, but also on the decade. And it's really it's incredible to see the mix of people. We've got over 80 people from private wealth services here. There's like 184 new people who've never been to a Kestra event before that are here. It's really amazing. And um, I'm proud to be your partner, and I'm really proud of uh, of the team, the, the private wealth services team, and the way they've stuck to it in good times and bad, and and um, and stuck with us, frankly, and and our folks and friends, partners in in Austin at Kestra as well, have been hugely helpful to us. So, um, with that, we will wind it up. This is another episode of Kestra Private Wealth Services, Kestra PWS Out Loud. Um, please look for our um, our podcasts um, on our website, our, our other episodes on our website, as well as on the um, Apple Podcast app. And uh, we've got blogs and, and other things on other topics on the PWS website as well. Scott, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. And um, thank you all for listening. And until next time, we'll see you.